to tank or not to tank? That is the question facing the Washington Commanders in these last four games. Where do you stand? Which side do you fall on? Tank or no tank? Let's look at both sides here on your Daily Commanders update for 12 December. Let's go. Greetings and salutations and welcome to your Daily Commanders update here on Ref the District. I am the stoner. Appreciate everyone who is checking us out either here on YouTube or wherever you may be listening to us. Make sure you leave us a rating and review. And if you are watching on YouTube, make sure you hit that like and you hit that subscribe button. We've got a really cool topic to talk about today. It's a hot topic. Everybody's talking about it. It's basically what should you do in these last four games? Should you tank so that you ensure yourself a top five draft pick? Or should you just try and win? And then where whatever happens with the draft, wherever you end up, that's what you have to figure out. I have my opinion. Others have their opinions. Most of us here at Ref the District, I can kind of speak for Nathan and Trev as well. We're not tankers. I'm not a tanker. I don't believe in tanking. And I've got a, a gazillion stats I'm going to run by you here on why tanking is overrated. Uh, but, you know, there are some legitimate reasons that people have that they say tanking works. So we're going to look at both sides. We're going to kind of give the benefit of the doubt for some of these things because, again, I'm I'm not Team Tank. I don't believe in it. And, again, I'll give you all the reasons. Again, thanks for checking us out uh, here in Ref the District. We are a proud member of the Believe Network. And, by the way, uh, one of our great sponsors here at Ref the District and with the Believe Network is Bet Online. So Because all the major sports are in action this week, the college football playoffs are ready to kick off. That's coming up very soon. Bet Online is your number one destination for all your sports wagering info, including news for pro football, the NBA, upcoming fights, and NHL games this year. Head to the website today to get into the action and see all the updated odds for the week. Remember to use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Let's get into this whole tanking issue. Let's talk about both sides of it. First, I'm going to give you the side that I don't believe in, and I know a lot of you all do. So if I miss kind of a a pro-tanking stat or pro-tanking side argument that I don't talk about, make sure you let me know. Because look, no doubt you want to have as high a pick as you can get. That just gives you more options to draft a guy. So I get that. So we're going to talk about about draft ammunition. It also gives you leverage in that draft to be able to trade back. Let's just say, again, we're going into this offseason. We don't know yet if Sam Howell is the guy. But let's just say that the new regime comes in, the new GM, the new coach, all these people say Sam Howell is the guy. And Washington ends up so bad this year that they're the number they get the number two pick. And let's say there's two quarterbacks at the top, Caleb Williams, Jaden Daniels. So other teams who need a quarterback are gonna wanna move up and get to the spot where Washington is, again, theoretically at number two. That's ammunition. So you can use that and get 
move back a couple of picks and be able to get more picks down the road. Let's look at what Philadelphia did a few years ago when they had the sixth pick after they tanked. Remember that game against Washington at the end of the 2019 season? I think it was. I may be getting my years mixed up. But at the end of the year, they tanked that last game where they had Jalen Hurts starting, and then they brought in Nate Sudfeld in the second half. And Washington ended up winning, ended up winning the NFC East. So now that I have my years right and everything, it's 2020. They ended up winning the NFC East. Philadelphia lost that game, got the number six pick. What they did with the six pick is they traded back to 10, and they got another pick the next year, another first rounder for the next year, and I believe a fourth rounder in the 2020 draft. And they still got Devontae Smith. And then later on in the first round, they got uh, Landon Dickerson, I believe. Maybe they moved up for him. I can't remember uh, specifically. But then they used some of those extra picks they have to be able to get A.J. Brown a couple of years later. So that's a case where that tanking worked. But they didn't tank the whole year. They tanked the last game. And I'm trying to not uh, uh, couch what I'm saying for the positive part of tanking. But they did it, and it kind of worked out because they got Devontae Smith, and they ended up using those picks to get A.J. Brown. So there's that. Uh, maybe you can say San Francisco tanked a couple of years before that, and then they when Garoppolo got hurt, and uh, they ended up getting the number two pick, and they got Bosa. They got Nick Bosa out of that. I don't know that they pick, they tanked. I'm not close enough to that situation six years ago when that happened. Let's just say, so Nick Bosa, well, listen, either of these teams have won a Super Bowl. And by the way, the Eagles, when they tanked, it pissed off everybody so bad that their head coach, Doug Peterson, tanked that game. He got fired. A Super Bowl winning coach, Doug Peterson, got fired because, oh, there's a lot of other reasons, but the final straw was him taking tanking the second half of that game. Again, I'm couching the, the pro-tanking points. I shouldn't be. But you can get draft ammunition, and you can use that to get better players and still get good draft picks when they got Devontae Smith at number 10. So there's that point. Um, but listen, if it's the last game of the year, I don't hate tanking if it's going to move you, possibly move you up significantly. If it's the last game of the year but not four games left. And I get it also that this team is not necessarily good enough to decide if they want to tank. This team is bad. And so you can say, well, they're just going to lose anyway. Well, that's fine. I mean, that's not fine. You don't want them to lose, but I mean, it's fine if they put in full effort and they still lose. I don't want to sit down on a Sunday and watch this game and then just say, please lose, please lose, don't do well, don't be competitive, but I want you to lose at the end. No. And now I'm going to switch over to the anti-tanking. So if you're anti-tanking, tune in, because we're about to get real here. Because I have a billion reasons of not anti-tanking. If you happen to watch last night's Monday night games, two separate four and eight teams, teams that had four wins, just like Washington, 
were playing on Monday Night Football. The first one being the Giants, who ended up beating the Packers. The Packers, who were 6-6, six and six, won three in a row. Jordan Love is on a roll. They're fighting for their playoff lives, trying to get one of those last two wild card spots. And the 4-8 and eight Giants won. And how that stadium was rocking, and fans were loving it. And this whole Tommy DeVito stuff, uh, you know, um, DeVito sanity, whatever you want to call the whole movement that they got going on. That's what I want. Fight your tails off every week. And at the end, whatever draft pick you have, draft better. Get the right guy. There are Hall of Famers right now who are sitting at home after completing their college season who are going to be taking outside of the top 10. Hall of Famers. We don't know who they are, but it's your job, Washington, to figure out who that is. You can get them at 5. You can get them at 10. You can get them at 16, where Washington had a pick last year. You can get them at 19, where you had the last couple of years, whatever, where, wherever Dotson was and Jamin Davis and all that. You can find them anywhere. Don't rely on losing to get to a top five pick. And then you also had, of course, Tennessee, who's a four-win team, goes on the road. They're trying to figure out if Will Levis is their quarterback. They go on the road to one of the best teams in Tua and the Dolphins, and they beat them. And they got no shot at the playoffs, but they're going to fight their tails off. And that makes you proud to say, that's my team. They might suck, but they're going to fight their asses off. It's just football, man. You don't want to lay down and let the other team win 45 to 10 and 45 to 15. That's not what I want for my football team. I want them to fight and claw and scratch and try to win every single week. And then whatever draft position you have, figure it out. And if you have to move up, move up to get a guy you want. The number of top five picks who have won a Super Bowl in the last 25 years. There's been 125 players picked in the top five in the last 25 years. You know how many have won a Super Bowl with the team that drafted them? Seven. And that includes Carson Wentz, in which we shouldn't include him because um, he didn't, uh, uh, Carson Wentz didn't quarterback the team to victory. So I really shouldn't even include him. One, two, three, four, five, six. Devin White who won for Tampa, Eric Fisher, the tackle, who won with the Chiefs, Lane Johnson, the tackle, who won with the Eagles, Von Miller, linebacker, who won with the Broncos, Reggie Bush, a running back, who won with the Saints, and Jamal Lewis, who won in his rookie year, the running back with the Ravens. In 25 years, six guys, six, have won a Super Bowl with the team that drafted them in the top five. Six out of 125. A top five pick guarantees you nothing. There's a stat for you. What about quarterbacks? Let's go back 35 years. How many quarterbacks, and I got my list here, I went through it. How many quarterbacks have been drafted in the first round in the last 35 years? Not in the first round, in the top five. How many quarterbacks? You want to move up for Caleb Williams? You want to tank for Drake May or for Daniels? or whomever it is that you have your eyes on that you just have to lose the rest of your games to go get. 
43 guys have been drafted in the top five in the last 35 years. Quarterbacks. You know how many have won a Super Bowl with the team that drafted them? Two. Two. Peyton Manning, who was drafted 1-1 by the Colts, won a Super Bowl with the Colts. And Troy Aikman, who was drafted 1-1 by the Cowboys all the way back in 1989. That's it. There's a couple of things that you can put in there that, that you know, a couple of asterisks. Eli Manning was drafted by the Chargers, technically, and then traded on draft day to the Giants because he wouldn't play for the Chargers. Okay, but he was drafted by the Chargers. I'm just putting that out there. John Elway, same thing. He was drafted by number one overall by the Colts, by the Baltimore Colts. Said he wouldn't play for him, was traded, of course, to the Broncos. So there's an asterisk, asterisk there. And Steve Young was a supplemental pick, although that supplemental pick was for uh, um, Tampa. So I don't know if you include that as 1-1. I didn't include that. And then the Carson Wentz deal. So he was drafted 1-2 in his draft after, um, who was it? Jameis Winston was that? his No, Jared Goff. Jared Goff was drafted 1-1. Carson Wentz went 1-2. He went 11 and two as a starter and then towards ACL didn't play. So I did not include him either. Two in the last 35 years have won a Super Bowl quarterback with the team that drafted him. That is not good. And I counted there's probably about seven or eight that have actually been to a Super Bowl. And there's one, I think, that has won a Super Bowl with a different team, which was Matt Stafford who, of course, won with the Rams, but it was not drafted by the Rams, of course, was drafted by Detroit. But you just have some names in here, and you're just looking like these guys were, were Akili Smith and Ryan Leaf and Heath Schuler. We remember that one in 1994, don't we? Rick Meyer. You go to Jamarcus Russell, Jameis Winston, Marcus Mariota, Blake Bortles was a top-five pick for Jacksonville. Um. You know, Sam Bradford, Mark Sanchez, Sam Darnold. You don't need a top five pick for a quarterback to win. It's insane. And lastly, the case that I stated yesterday about a reason to not tank is because you are still trying to figure out the biggest decision that this team has in the offseason is Sam Howell. Is he the guy or is he not the guy? So you need to see him go out for these last four weeks and see what he's made of. Do you want to do that without giving him all the tools at his disposal? Do you want him to go out there and do this with while throwing to Byron Pringle and, uh, and, and what's the receiver from Penn state who never gets, uh, I just keeps thinking Mitchell Tinsley. Is that his name? Maybe I can't remember. But do you want him to do that with Jamison Crowder week after week? Or do you want to give him all the weapons so you can see if, if he is who he says he is? And you've got some important games coming up for the other teams. Of course, the Rams this week, which we're going to talk about here before I finish, they're fighting for a playoff spot. The 49ers are fighting for home field, and the Cowboys are fighting for home field. You've got a lot to play for. That's another reason to not tank. Give Sam Howell all the tools that he needs so you can figure out if he's the guy. If he's not the guy, maybe you are drafting Drake May or Daniels at two or three or four. 
And if he is the guy, maybe you're you're taking the tackle, Alt, or uh, the kid from Penn State, Shanu. I think that's how you say his name. Who's who from everything that I'm studying about him is an absolute stud. That's who this team needs. So those are my uh, cases against tanking. I gave you some cases for tanking. Those are my cases against tanking. Last thing before we go, we got the Rams this week. It's going to be a tough week. We're going to talk a lot about it uh, tomorrow on the show, on our live show at 7.30 p.m. Make sure you tune in for that. Um, We're going to talk about Stafford and Sean McVay and Puka Nakua and Cooper Cup and and by the way, like their running backs that they're getting in from the sixth and seventh round. That Kyron Williams, he's a stud. I think he was a sixth rounder. Nakua was a third rounder. Cooper Cup maybe a second or third rounder. Man, you don't. The Rams are the epitome of not tanking. They never tank under the Sean McVay. They just go get guys. First of all, they find guys in the draft. And second of all, they go get guys like the Jalen Ramseys. Uh, of course, he's not there anymore, but he was. And uh, Von Miller, he was, right? Am I getting that one right? Uh, you know, they bring in guys to help win Super Bowls and figure out all that other stuff later. Just get in there, get your guys, make solid draft choices. Aaron Donald, guys like that. And again, guys in those middle rounds, don't be drafting guys like Braden Daniels and 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 uh, Antonio Gandy Golden, Golden Gandy Golden. Draft the right guys. Stop tanking. That's my opinion. I get it. If you have a different opinion, everyone's entitled to their opinion. But in this case, your opinion is probably wrong. Just plain. Make sure you leave uh, leave leave a note. Tell us if you appreciate the content that we put out there. Make sure you hit that like, hit that subscribe button. Don't forget, we've got all kinds of stuff. Like I said, tomorrow night, Wednesday night, 7.30, live. Thursday, another Daily Commanders update. Friday, Daily Commanders update. Saturday, a game preview of the Rams where we get in-depth on what to expect in this game. Sunday, live, play-by-play. I want to be there rooting this team on, screaming and yelling for anything good. I don't want to sit there and say, yay, they gave up another touchdown. Then we'll have our instant reaction right after that, our day after reckoning on Monday, and then we start all over again next week. This is the place to be for Washington Commanders content. Whether the team's doing well, whether the team's doing bad, whether they're tanking, whether they're not tanking, whether we're howlers or not howlers, this is the place to be to have your opinion heard as well. So we appreciate all of you. And again, make sure you hit the like, hit the subscribe. If you're listening on audio, leave a rating and review. We appreciate everybody. And until next time, be a fan. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. 
every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.